definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My name is Charlie May. I'm a fashion designer and I live in London. And after 10 years of creating seasonal collections, collaborating with clients, getting sponsorships, showing at London Fashion Week, taking my collections to Paris, Milan and Tokyo, collaborating with photographers and models on lookbooks and videos, marketing and managing my online store, going to events, being an influencer, modelling accessories for brands and building an authentic online presence through photography and audience engagement. I've come to a realisation. I think I want to be a farmer. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. This is episode one. It's winter and I'm currently stuck in lockdown in London. I grew up on a farm in Devon. When I was young, I couldn't wait to get away, live that big city lifestyle. But now the farm is pretty much all I think about. It's got space, peace and quiet, freedom to do what I want to do, being able to grow my own food, a more sustainable lifestyle. Sounds perfect, right? Sadly, UK farming is in decline. Farmers are forced to sell their products for cheaper than what they cost to produce. Traditional farming is unsustainable without subsidies. But maybe I can take what I've learned in travel and marketing and apply it to my family's farm to make it more sustainable. For example, the landscape itself is amazing. The farm sits on top of this hill overlooking an estuary. There's a beautiful panoramic view of mossy green woods and patchwork quilt hills. This is the kind of place people like me want to escape to. It could be a holiday destination. There's ways to modernise and keep the farm going without sacrificing what makes it special. So, from fashion to farming, there's got to be some transferable skills, right? Hi. Hi. Is it a good time? Yeah, well, yeah I'm ironing at the moment, so, yeah, what ifs? <laughs> My mum, Arlene, has been a joint custodian of the farm since before I was born. I'm not sure how she's going to feel about me coming in and changing things. I don't want to step on any toes. Your dad always ever said that he thought that you would 
come back eventually, but you would never farm it the way he did. And it's time to move on. And there are so many opportunities now that we didn't have all those years ago. And I think with the tourism side, there is a lot of things that we could do. It would be very exciting, actually. I do think having grown up with dad always telling us that, you know, don't you farm it the way that I farmed it. You do whatever you want. We're in a prime location for tourism and turn it into a theme park if you want to. You know, he really kind of made Harry and I feel like whatever we wanted to do with it it was up to us dad was ahead of the game in that regard and i think it's marvelous to know that you've got his blessing really yes exactly well yeah that is nice to know isn't it that he's not scoffing about us doing anything and I think yeah. he had that from his parents, right, when he came back to farm and he had a modern sensibility and they scoffed at him. And I think he was always keen to let us know that that's not what he wanted. Yes, absolutely. The more I think about it, the more excited I am about moving back to the countryside and getting stuck into farm life. My husband, on the other hand, well, he took a little convincing. So what do you think about moving to the countryside? Uh, it is not something that I have ever considered doing. I mean... It's going to be so nice. You'll have a weekend. We can actually enjoy the countryside. We can go for walks. We can get a dog. We'll, like, live that farm life. Hmm. David doesn't share my nostalgia for the countryside. He likes living in a big city. He even likes working in a supermarket. Uh, It's 9.27, apples. How devastated do you think the store is going to be after I leave? Extremely devastated. You don't, you don't just have to say that. I mean, your honest opinion, it'll be, it'll be bad, right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find someone to, like, replace you. But well, I mean, o- obviously they won't be able to replace me, yeah. Do you think you'll soldier on or do you think you'll probably leave after I do? We'll just be here miserable. <laughs> we miss you so much, David. <laughs> we understand we are enjoying what we do no, Nothing will change. We are good people. Luckily, David has been extremely laid back about my very normal plan to become a farmer. But the thought of leaving London is still a bit daunting. Through lockdown, me and my friends Josh and Yoxon have been leaning on each other for emotional support. Josh also grew up on a farm and has been thinking about returning to his roots. I want to move back, but I don't know if I'm ready to move back in the sense of I don't have someone to move back with. And being a gay guy, like, in the countryside in yeah. England is not exactly like the options are really flourishing. Yeah. So you can't wait to move back to the country, but it's just not something that you see. It's not... For instance, we've been in London for 10 years, and I feel like it's lost its shine, we're ready. Yeah. But you've been in London for, what, seven, eight nine. years? Nine years? Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm getting there, babe. I'm just single. <laughs> <laughs> Old hag. <Yeah. laughs> no, but as a foreigner, by the way, I'm from China. I feel like in the city, you go for career and love. Mm. You know what I mean? If I'm back to the country, like countryside, I don't think I can find like a boyfriend, a husband or something. Like because it's not so mixed and, you know. But you came from the countryside in China yeah. to the city of London. I just feel like it's just so embracing for every race, mm-hmm. I feel. And moving here is such a like eye-opening for me, um, in my hometown, being gay is such a foreign thing. It's like aliens. People like, Really, I never heard of it. It's like boys kissing boys. If I were still in my um, in my hometown, I'd lose my mind. To be honest, yeah. I'd definitely mm-hmm. lose my mind. Do you need anything else? That's four pound a pick. Oh. Sorry, give me that. I just feel like there's, I don't know, just staying in London is not all that. Do you not think? What do you like about London? Yeah, what do you like about London? Tell me. Uh, people ignore you. 
Oh yeah, when you go on holiday places, they're really nice, aren't they? <laughs> so, boss, um, I'm going to ask you probably the most important question: How much are you going to miss me? Oh, very much so. It's been great having you here for eight years. So I'm going to miss the early morning chat, <laughs> and I'm going to miss your uh, uh, not wearing jacket, <laughs> most of all. Right, yeah, because you're always having a go at me because I'm not wearing my jacket. You think I'm going to catch a cold. Yeah, then uh, obviously I don't want you to call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I thought all this time you was worried about me. No, man, it's always this underlying reason for everything, isn't it? That is cool. So do you think... Um, you think the store's going to be all right without me? I hope so. Hope so. Fingers crossed. You know, <laughs> I will miss the conversation. I think we had some interesting conversation. I will miss that. Is that's the genuine answer to that question? I wasn't expecting you to be so genuine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss it too. To be honest, uh, do you think I'm making a terrible mistake? I think for you, it's the right move, and for your family, it's not going to be easy. It, uh, it's not going to be easy moving from London to a countryside. But because you are your family there, I think you will get through it. But I think it will be hard for you. Initial settling, obviously. Cool, it's not easy, as, uh, but I think you will be all right. Living in London has been pretty great. It's a vibrant and diverse city, and I've made so many lifelong friends here. But things have changed so much since the pandemic, and now the city just feels small and suffocating. Does that look like an inch? No, surely you can get up higher than that. I mean, what kind of resistance are we talking about? I think it's got to be uncomfortable. Uh, Do you have to move it around once it's in, or does it literally just touch? Put the same end of the same swab gently to each of your nostrils about one inch, or until you feel some resistance. Okay. Rotate the swab five times. Rotate the swab. So you've got to actually rotate, yeah. Oh my god. That was much worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> David was super busy throughout all of 2020, but thanks to COVID, my work dried up almost completely. Suddenly, I had so much time to just sit and think, which is not something I've done in a long time. And to be honest, I think for the last five or six years, I've been on a bit of a hamster wheel. I spend all my time just chasing that next milestone, never really appreciating how far I've come. Being forced to stop has given me an opportunity to change direction. Well, it's a bit like us at foot and mouth. You know, we, we had it forced upon us. We had to lose all our stock. It's not something your father would never have sold all his stock never in a million years but he was he was on a hamster wheel and you can't get off and that made him stand back and take stock and thank god you know you had the opportunity to spend some time with him because he wasn't always up in the sheep shed yes exactly and, um, he would be so proud of you and to know that you want to come back now I mean, god how amazing is that <laughs> So I'm just walking around the farm and I disturbed a deer out of some hedgerows and watched it run up across the field. It's a really misty day and it's quite, I feel like we're in a cloud and it's really humid and you can hear little pitter-patters of rain everywhere. What I can see are 
rolling hills in the mist and kind of trees that are sort of fading out of existence. I managed to find somewhere to rent locally, which was a relief because it's not that easy to come by places to rent down here, especially in the middle of the countryside. We found this little bungalow, which, to be fair, is twice the size of our London flat and half the price. (laughs) So really happy about that. So I'm walking across some uh, crop fields at the moment. Um, A lot of the farm is majority grass fields for animal grazing, but we also have uh, arable land for wheat and barley and then break crop of maize and potatoes. I just walked past a herd of sheep that are currently being um, rounded up and taken off and split from the herd because some of them are in lamb. So you can tell which ones have sort of seen the ram and which ones haven't. And the ones that are going to be early lambing are taken away uh, and put in the sheds or put in one field. They're going to be early lambing in spring. And then the ones still in the field that need to go back to the ram will be later on in the spring. A ram is a male sheep, so when the sh- when the ewes are put to ram, it means, <laughs> you know what it means, <laughs> it means they get rammed. I really love seeing uh, sheep on the farm because it reminds me of back when my dad had animals when I was younger, and he had over a thousand breeding ewes and pedigree Charolais cows as well, which I absolutely love. There were around 250 of those. The cows, what colour were they? I think the cows were like black and white and brown and they had beautiful big eyelashes and eyes and they were really like fun and when they'd been in the sheds all winter you would open the gate and you'd see them all hop and skip and jump and buck through the fields with absolute glee and then also um, having so many breeding ewes meant that we had up to 3,000 sheep on the farm at any one time so the sheds would be filled with little lambs running around um, and I'd often have to look after those and like help bottle feed the ones that like the mothers didn't make it or the mothers have rejected them and um, I even once had my own pet sheep called Charlie (laughs) Um, that I managed to train and I would do assault courses and later on when he grew up into an adult sheep I could walk into a field and sort of shout his name and he would come bounding up to me So yeah, good mems. (laughs) Some very good mems. (laughs) So let me paint you a picture of the geography of the land. The farm is situated on top of a hill with the south side facing the estuary that I talked about with the north side looking more at rolling hills and then at the very top of the hill of the farm opposite there's wind turbines. I'm just walking by um, some woods we've got on the north side with kind of rivers running through so today we're kind of in a cloud here but if it was a clear day you would just be able to see rolling hills upon hills and on the top of the hill sort of looking over the north side there's a wind farm so there's just turbines all across the top of the hill pointing usually out towards west but today you can't see it When you're at the top of the hill looking out to the west, you can see the Atlantic Ocean. You can also see Lundy Island too. Lundy Island is a tiny island on the coast of Devon. Um, Some facts about Lundy, I'm not quite so sure. There's no trees on Lundy. I think it's just a big hunk of rock, but few people do live there. Our friends are living there currently. (laughs) 
<laughs> they went straight from honeymoon to go live the isolated life on Lundy. They've gone even more hardcore than we have. So the mist is just starting to roll back now. I can see the clouds sort of rising up over the woods and then I can just see the bottom of the wind turbines. There's different fields all in varying colours of greys and browns and greens. It's the dead of winter so all the trees are leafless and kind of skeletal. Back in the 1950s the farmland was owned by Sir William Williams, a member of the gentry I think, and he wanted to sell it but my granddad offered him a couple of crates of gin and a thousand pounds to let him rent it because he couldn't afford to buy it at the time. Later on, around 87, my dad managed to buy it just before marrying mum. So the farm dates back to the late 17th century and I think the farmhouse itself was built around 1650. But even before then, there was a manor house which the farm was likely built on top of and used the bricks from the old fallen down manor house. So surrounding the house, there's lots of fields with kind of brick skeletons of where the workmen's cottages used to be. And in the front field that the house looks out over on, there's you can clearly see foundations of where the old buildings used to be of the manor house. Um, the workmen's cottages used to be all down the lane. And somebody actually came to the farm last year and gave my mum like some paintings of what it used to look like and there used to be houses all the way up the lane from the workmen's cottages whereas now there's just a lane and some fields um i think the workmen's cottages themselves were just sort of very cold just a brick building with a fireplace inside and so the council came in around the 60s i think and just pushed them all in so there we go there was a quick tour of the farm currently stood next to a large pile of logs can't believe I'm actually back. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. David is ecstatic. I've never heard him so excited. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, so now what? Um, okay, that seems like a good place to end. We can worry about tiny little details like what I'm doing with my life later. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast and Twitter at Back to Earth Pod. Podcast was taken or it was too long. I think it was too long. Music is by John Day. Thank you, John. Artwork is by Eric Chow. Thank you, Eric. And this episode was edited by David Knight. Thank you, David. My loyal husband. <laughs> my loyal husband. No. A huge thank you to my mum, Arlene, also to my friends Josh and Yoxon, and David's work pals, Mira, Cheryl, Manic, and John, for appearing in this episode, and to you for listening to this episode. Thank you. Also, if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after-show series, Hashtag Farm Life. This week, we're talking about our escape from London. Spoiler alert, it did not go according to plan. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitelyhuman. Back to Earth is a Definitely Human production. I hit the mic. Back to Earth is a Definitely Human production. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.